Hey babes, this is Renee. Hey girl, it's Becca. Hey baby girls, it's Vicky. <laughs> this is All The Reels and we're so excited you're here. Because otherwise we'd just be talking to ourselves. <laughs> but for real, we are pumped. We're gonna be deep diving into relationship topics, chit chatting about life, and hopefully bringing you some fun and laughs along the way. We'll be here every Thursday, ready to bring you some juicy, unfiltered content. And don't worry, we won't hold back. So grab a drink and sit back, because here we go. Hey, welcome back. Today, we are talking to Vicki about her ancestry DNA journey, and we are so excited. This is a journey that Vicki started from a random 23andMe test, and it turned into a very, very wild ride that we feel like everyone would be interested in. So we're really excited. <laughs> um, but before we get started, what are we sipping on? All right. I have a cranberry and blood orange tart ale from Trogue's Brewery. What? That sounds amazing. Yeah. It's I really good. That. Have I, wait, have I had that? Is that in one of the ver- variety packs? I'm not sure. I just got a six pack, but I feel like it might be. Um, I don't know. I love that. Vicki and I actually, we were just posting this on our, all the reels Instagram. Um, but we went to a little happy hour outside on the patio at idiom in Frederick. They have three sours on tap right now and they were all freaking amazing. And one hazy IPA and I forget all the names, but they're so good. But now we're back home on the couch and I'm drinking old faithful, (laughs) the half baked harvest. Um, what is it even called? The Grinch drink that we always drink, Renee. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know what it's called, but you mean the grapefruit and yep. the grapefruit jalapenos. It's my jam. That's what we're drinking. And I made Vicky one too. But... So Vicky, I just stole your, what are you sipping That's on? What That's what I'm drinking. And it's <laughs> so good. Okay. So Vic, this is such a crazy story. Can you give us just like, before we jump into like all of the many details that you've had with hours and hours of doing this, can you give a quick overview of like how this all began? Mm-hmm. Where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you just said this exact phrase, ancestral healing. I don't know if you said it like that. No, I can't I remember. I can't remember what happened three seconds ago, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically I want to start with what that is and kind of how I've been doing it in my own way and not realizing that I was doing it until it kind of just hit me. But um, what ancestral healing is, it is basically like a ritual, like a process that encourages you to connect and like repair relationships with your ancestors so that you can basically break the habits and the patterns um, that they went through and experienced and passed down from generation to generation. what I've found is that a lot of us are feeling lost or disconnected or kind of like going through maybe trauma that we are trying to figure out or find a meaning behind, um, like why the reason we're feeling the way that we are. Um, and a lot of us carry these burdens within our families and, and like literally in our DNA. Yeah. So basically this process, it kind of allows you to like connect with your roots to kind of figure out why you are the way that you are, why like your parents are the way that you are, things like that. 
Um, I find it really crazy. Like you just said, it's being carried down through your DNA. And I know we chatted a little bit about this the other night, but it's so crazy because you don't think about it that way. You think about it being all environmental and just, which obviously has a part in your like relationship with your parents or your grandparents or whatever, based on your upbringing. But I think sometimes, um, which I I think you're going to get into, like reflecting back on the fact that our mothers carried us inside of them and they were carried by their mothers and it's actually passed down more than just in your environment as a child. Right. So crazy. Yep. Yeah. And uh, really like the goal of ancestral healing in general is to break, like break the chain of those unhealthy patterns. Like I said, of those before you, whether you feel like you act like them or not, or you have the same beliefs or the same values as them. Um, in a way the DNA doesn't lie because you do in a sense and you just may not like realize it, but. And you got into this, like, can you, can you talk about, like, mm-hmm. I feel like the ancestry healing was, was where you ended up, but really when you first started this, you mm-hmm. weren't looking Mm-mm. for like ancestral healing. You weren't going down that path. You were just like, I'm going to take this 23 yeah. and me DNA test and be like, what's up. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I probably should have started with that. No, that's okay. That- I, I love the ancestral healing idea. I'm really excited to hear about it, but yeah. Yeah. How did you even yeah. think like, Oh, let me take this. Like, what was your, it all started yeah. with me getting my mom and I got Austin's mom too a DNA 23 and me kit for Christmas two years ago, not thinking anything of it. So, um, I'm so excited. Cause this story is like about, <laughs> I to know I, it's like, so much. it's like it's, a TV show to me. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't think it's, the, I mean, okay, go ahead. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, to me, it is just because of, I don't know, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. But um, yeah, so I got my mom a DNA kit, kit for Christmas and she took it. She waited a little bit, like a few months to take it. And when she did, she calls me and she says, hey, um, took your ancestry test and just got the results back. And guess what? I'm like, what? And she's like, it says that I have 0% Italian in me zero trace of Italian in my blood. So what that means, just kind of a uh, recap as to my family history or so I thought, my grandfather was 100% Italian, fresh off the boat. (laughs) And uh, he had four kids, three now real kids after we realized that um, what I'm about to tell you. So uh, basically that would make my mom I guess 50% Italian because my, her mom was 0% as well. And then that would make me like 30-ish percent, which is a lot of Italian in you. And it's kind of funny because my whole life, my brothers have red hair, like fire red hair. (laughs) We're all as pale as can be. We're translucent, like literally. And we'd just be like, oh, we're Italian. I don't know why, but people love to say they're Italian. They just right (laughs) To the point where like, I would be like, in icebreakers in at work oh everyone has to go around the room and say a fact about themselves I'd be like I'm Italian like who? which is really funny because you know how many people in my life were like oh you're Italian and if those of you who don't know me I have dark skin like olive skin dark hair people mm-hmm. be like oh you're Italian and my mom was always like oh no we're 100% German and then literally what Renee like two years ago mom was like oh yeah like our brother my brother told us that we're Italian I'm like yeah no shit so I'm over here telling everyone that I'm not Italian and Vicky's over there telling everyone in school that she is 100% Italian <laughs> yeah and the fact that like that was my fun fact like 
I need to work on myself. No, that was that is video. amazing that that was your fun fact and it's not a fact. That's because I hate that question. I do, because get started. honestly, like I had to start writing down things in my phone every time I was like, oh, that's a hobby of mine. I just, I forgot about it. I don't, I can't just remember it on the spot. But yeah, anyway, so that happened. Um, um, she's like, you know what that means, right? And I was like, so your dad is not your dad who died 12 years ago. Is That's what you're telling me. And so our whole family is not our whole family on your side in a way, like technically they'd be half siblings, but Mind for me, blown. yeah. So for me, and so she's crazy. like, she's like, she's like, it could be defective. She's like, the only way we can know is if like you kids take it and, and we kind of just compare results. So literally while I'm on the phone with them, I ordered the kit on Amazon and it got delivered a couple of days later. I waited a full year to take it. I took it, um, two, not even two months ago. And I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, I just have a real quick question. Was your mom ever questioning that her dad, who she thought was her dad actually was, or was she like totally blindsided? Totally blindsided, but that is also, and her like nonchalant, like tone to me when she said it was strange, I thought, but that, that is also what I'm going to get into too. Um, like how she reacted to that kind of makes sense a little bit, but um, no, she didn't know, but it's funny because okay. none of her brother, like her brother and sisters are like totally Italian. You can see it like without even hearing them speak. Um, so, so yeah, I, it, it wasn't anything that was, you know, anyone was skeptical about, right. but at the same time, like it was literally like, you could see that it just didn't make sense. But um, so I waited like almost a full year to take it. I don't know why I think <laughs> because you- oh yeah the fasting thing so every time I went to take it it was like you have to fast with, for two hours before you take it and like every time I was like I just ate so I'm just gonna wait <laughs> every time so finally I did it because you have to spit you have to spit like a whole freaking cup of spit into this thing really um, yeah wow. so I just like I wanted it to be as accurate as possible but yeah um anyway so uh so I got the results back maybe three weeks ago. And sure enough, 0% Italian. It's like hundred percent like Irish and like English, a mix of that. <laughs> so I thought nothing of it in terms of like, I didn't think I was going to find anybody because all of the results, like it compares your ancestors and your DNA of who took the test. Mm-hmm. Um, so every single person that came up, I didn't recognize anyone's last name and neither did my parents. So it just proves that like that, that was true. Um, so like my second cousin once removed was the closest person to me in, in terms of DNA. So I connected with her. Like, I just like literally like friend requested her, I guess, essentially. Um, and she sent me a message saying she's been trying to fill in some gaps in her family tree. And ever since then we've been emailing daily. Cause I was like, Hey, I'm glad you said that because, um, we just found out that my grandfather and my mom's dad is not her dad. Therefore, like we're looking for our whole family yeah, on her side. So crazy. So like I said, ever since then, we've been emailing, we've, um, you know, exchanged like obituaries and marriage certificates and family documents and things like that. Like, and what was, what was her story? Like, is she also, was she just randomly doing this or she was she just building a-, a family tree? Okay. Yeah. Um, and she was like, there's some weird gaps that are missing. So she's like, your mom is my second cousin. So I feel like, um, you know, we could, find some answers if we like work together on this she's like 
I love it. It's like a game. I'm like, I'm so glad you're on the same page. Cause like, I'm so into this. That's so awesome that you found someone who's like on your level with it too, I know. Though, and that you don't and, have to do it alone. And you know why? Because I've probably friend requested like 10 people that were like either my second or third cousin, like in some way. And none of them have even accepted it. It's mm-hmm. like, they haven't even logged in in a year. So like it could be intentional, not intentional. I don't know, but right. Um, so I think the best thing that I found in like my research was, um, and my second cousin actually sent me this was hundreds of pages of her grandmother's, um, diary that, that was converted digitally. So, um, basically like I started doing research in between then and then cross-referencing like the events in the diary because it was, um, it was weird because it was, it is titled Mammy's Diary 1963 through 1966. My mom oh my was born God. in 1964. Oh and like, God. this is her, her aunt, her like ancestor, I guess relatives. Yeah. Who's what, what is this person to her? This person would, would have been my mom's great grandmother's daughter. The this person who her, wrote the diary? Sorry, sister, sister. My mom's great grandmother's sister. Is who okay. wrote the diary? Yes. Mom's great. So it's like so her mom's great aunt. Great, great aunt. It would be her great like, aunt. Her great, great aunt. Great, great, great aunt. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. This is part of the problem. <laughs> no, this honestly gets yeah. so confusing. And when you were saying yeah. like, um, my cousin once removed, mm-hmm. like I literally grew up and maybe it's just a small town of Bonneville, but like <laughs> if someone was my parents' cousin, you're like, oh, that's your second cousin. And then just like everyone was your second cousin, unless yeah. they were like, another generation and they were like oh that's your third cousin yeah like to be honest I didn't even think about what my parents cousin was actually labeled I just feel like their kids are my second cousin so and then you're you're like tying all these people together right and then it's like yes I can only imagine how this starts to become like just mind numbing Mm -hmm. of like okay wait who is who like so did you write this down that's part of the problem is that every time I felt I was like I don't need to write it down I know who my second cousin is is so I'm gonna literally be like, okay, two and a half generations back. That's my mom's dad. It's not rocket science, mm-hmm. but there is like so many things that go on that have gone on in the past. Like there were, everyone had affairs. Everyone was married four times. If someone had an affair and had a baby, it was, it went like basically left unsaid that that baby, because it was like out of wedlock was given up for adoption or passed to a fam like a relative of some sort like that is like how what what so, generation are we talking on this yeah like my great grandparents generation so in the early 1900s or just in general that time frame like that it wasn't accepted and that is part of the reason why it's not as easy for us to be like oh why don't you just ask your mom's mom who she had an affair with right you can't do that because um it just is like I don't know. Like you just, she's not going to do that. Right. Um, Just because of the way that, I don't know the way that they were during that time. And everyone was just kind of like that. Like if you did something wrong or, or had an affair, had even depression or were sad about something like it wasn't spoken of at all. You were not allowed to like, if you did bring it up, you're literally, um, you have a mental illness. Like they don't, and if, if they didn't bring it up your mom's entire life, like what, why are you going to do it? Ask these questions now. Clearly your yeah. grandmother doesn't want to talk about this stuff. And she's 90 and it's like, there's no, is she 90? Yeah, she's like 88. But. And I literally, this whole entire time, we've been talking about this for a couple like weeks now. I completely forgot that your grandmother 
is alive and you like mm-hmm. she's a part of all of this yeah. but you just really can't ask her because it would be way well my too- mom just won't like she it would she'll you ever take it to her grave hell no and I can't do that because I can't I wouldn't, I would never do that. Also, like, I don't not, have a relationship with her. Right. So it's not like, I mean, obviously I didn't mean you would ever go and be like, Hey, you had an right. affair. Like what's of going course. on? But I just meant like anything related to like, Oh, what do you know about your family tree? But like you said, mm-hmm. you don't have like a very, very close relationship. With yeah. her. So it's almost like she, she's just another stranger. Like you need to do her family tree behind the scene too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, um, so crazy. And I, I do also want to really. say like, like, I guess, um, kind of technology or like modern developments in science and things like that. Um, it's opened up, I guess, this different ways to connect with your ancestors. And I think it's important for people like me, because for me personally, this ancestral healing thing, like I listened to, I did a lot of research and like listened to podcasts on it. And most people are like, oh, it's a spiritual thing or a shaman was involved and all this stuff. And like, um, I think, like it's important to know this information, like the science of it, because like for people like me who are skeptical of like, what's not a fact, like a scientifically proven fact, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> because I'm not really spiritual or religious or anything like that. I never really have been. Um, like I was always like, I was never the kind of person that was like, I inherited personality traits from my parents or I felt like their lives or their upbringing had an impact on how like I am because I feel like, like I'm the complete opposite of them and I handle things so differently. I always kind of have. So I feel like I don't, didn't connect or I'm, I didn't connect with like feeling that way, I guess. But Mm -hmm. like, yeah, there's commonalities, like, but there's never been like a a defining moment for me to say like, this was like a spiritual moment where ancestors like talked to me and like needed me to find, figure this, figure this out, I guess. I don't, it's almost like you stumbled into it by accident. I did. And whether it's true or not, like, I can't, I can't say like, if it was a spiritual thing, but like, you know, experts will say like psychological effects of trauma can be transferred from generation to generation Mm -hmm. and that we still connect with our ancestors even after they're gone. And it's like, okay, like, I don't really feel like I'm connecting with them. I'm simply just like saying it came out of nowhere and I recognize it. And like, I don't want it to be anything other than that. Like, I don't want to feel like I'm blaming that, not blaming it, but like, I'm feeling this because it was a spiritual thing or, or like me believing that like someone was like calling on me to do this. See, I, I I mean, obviously you feel how you feel. It's your situation, but I do have some belief in things happen because they're supposed to. And like, to me, it's really cool because I mean, I kind of don't feel like it was an accident. I feel like you stumbled into, well, to you, like, obviously I know you're saying it was an accident, but I mean, like, I think that you feel it was an accident, but like something led you there because I am a little bit spiritual. I'm not like religious, but I do love to like feel those things and like look for signs and think like, oh, it was supposed to happen for a reason, like kind of thing. So it is really funny to see like different takes on it. Yeah. I know Um, what you mean. And And I guess that's why, like I say, like, I like facts. Otherwise I'm feeling like I'm making excuses when I leave my feelings in the hands of a higher power, Mm -hmm. I guess. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The reason I'm saying like, I, I kind of feel like it's not an accident and like it was supposed to happen for whatever reason is because I feel like you're, you've said you're getting answers about your relationship with your mom and your relationship growing up. Were you going to get into that or do you feel comfortable sharing about that so that it makes a little more sense. Like, I feel like you're healing that relationship and that 
that was kind of supposed to happen for you. Yeah. And I definitely am. I definitely, I definitely do because I think that like what I like the stuff that I found, I guess, and like felt when it hit me that I realized like this moment of clarity, like what moment, of, like, I feel like I, it, this is all about my mom. Yeah. Like in a way. Yeah. So um, like, it, like all of us carry like a secret history of our ancestors, whether you know it or not, like there, there's so much that we don't know about. And like, um, you know, people would never admit it. So you may never find it out if you don't have like proof of it. Like I found myself sp spending literally countless hours searching for, searching for something. And I'm like, why do I care so much about a name? Like I just wanted a name mm -hmm, of yeah. who my, like my mom's dad was. Right. And it was interesting because my mom didn't, she wanted nothing to do with it. She was like, I don't care. I don't care if you, how much you research or who you talk to. She's like, I just don't want to know anything about it. Like just like, don't talk to me basically. So, so even if you find who her dad is, she like, doesn't want you to well, tell Well, So that's her. what's kind of changed throughout me finding this. And that's like kind of the whole, um, I guess, defining moment of like all of this, but do you think she would have thought that you would have taken it as far as you did? No, like, <laughs> I, didn't, I don't, I can't believe that anybody would be like, I'm not kidding. Like I'm spending five hours a day because I can't like, I'm finding myself wanting to live like vicariously through my like events of I guess my ancestors just, yeah. And reading yeah. like 200 pages several times and like of my great grandmother's or great, great grandmother's diary, just so that I can figure out like where my mom comes into play. And also like why she is the way that she is, why like our relationship is the way that she, it is. And like, so cool. I, guess, I love this. Yeah. And Honestly. I guess just to like also comment on like my mom's relationship, we, I didn't grow up in like, I didn't have a tumultuous childhood or anything. Like but we had no relationship connection. Like I don't have one memory of hugging my mom or her. Like if I was like upset, like of stupid teenager stuff, like any, like asking what was wrong or just connecting with me on like a, um, like an emotional, emotional or emotional level, a nurturing, yeah. compassionate mother, daughter level. Like it was very much, um, cold and like, just, it never went up or down. It was just kind of there. Yeah. Um, up until like probably very, very recently, like I'm talking like less than six months ago. Yeah. Um, have I felt any kind of relationship with her? So, um, but yeah, I felt like I had to like relive that because I, like, I needed to know, I don't know. Do you feel like you got answers as to why she, why your relationship with her is the way that it is because of what you found out about her, about your history? Yes. And like, <laughs> I feel like I had to take a step, like I said, take a step back and be like, why do I care about this so much? It's consuming like my every thought. Mm -hmm. um, and I just desperately wanted to understand the dynamic of like where she came from. I, I don't know. So weird. Like I come from like a lineage that, and I'm sure like most people do that like carries like inside of them an intense amount of pain that they were never able to like express to anybody because at the time of our ancestors, especially at a young age when there was trauma, the only thing that you could do was suppress it because it wasn't accepted to speak openly like we do today right. about mental health. And real quick, which is obviously so important, but I have a question real quick. So when you're saying that of like passing that on, are you saying that that is passed on in a DNA way or a like nature way, or nur nurture. sorry, nur nurture way? Because yeah. 
like your mom holds her emotions in so she wouldn't show mm-hmm. emotion to you is it more of nurture it's or a, are you saying it's actually like dna like it's a mix nature? of both and that's a good point because i had to like look that up mm-hmm. um because like i said about if you had a marriage out of wedlock and you had like you just like got rid of the baby basically and so even though you're adopted though you do still kind of carry on those yeah like yeah whatever it is so, so crazy, crazy because you think of it only coming from like emotional things coming from yeah. like how you were brought yeah. up and things, but it's just so wild that it really does come down through your DNA and everything. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, but like, like I said, it was just not accepted. Like if you express something like that, no matter how old you were, you were considered weak, you would get like disowned. You like, you just would not, you would just be like, uh, like unfavorited. Like you'd be mm-hmm. the least favorite child. <laughs> so um, and like when you hold it in for that long, like it, how do I say this? It like, it really becomes a part of you, especially mm-hmm. when you can't open up to anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I feel like in a way, like that's, was my mom's whole life. So do you, were, are you open to sharing like what you found out from yeah, things yeah, that have, happened in your, in your, yeah, definitely lineage. on that same topic. I want to preface it with, um, I kept like every, all the research that I was doing, like every kind of article like started with, it is such a gift to educate yourself on your ancestry. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, why is it a, a gift? Like just knowing like who your ancestors were and like what the, like what happened and things like that. Um, and like, I, I think that that was the moment where um, like, I was like, why is it a gift? Like, why does everyone keep saying this? And, and I think it's because like, I felt that like, I felt for her, like I felt mm-hmm. empathy for her. And I felt like, because she didn't care at all, like I felt compelled to give her answers. Yeah. And you probably felt emotional about what she went through. So now you're not looking at her as someone who wasn't a nurturing mother. You're looking at her as more of like, a, almost like a victim in a way. Yeah. Like literally, exactly. Um, yeah, that is so true and so crazy. Yeah. And like, I knew that she wasn't going to get answers herself. Mm -hmm. So like, I was like, I feel like that's owed to her. And I didn't feel that way until like, like I started finding all this stuff. So I would text my dad. Mm -hmm. I would just text my dad and I'd be like, oh my God, look what I found. Or like, look what Leslie emailed me. That's my second cousin. Um, And uh, it's funny because like, as humans, like no matter how you're brought up, like we just we desire to feel a sense of like connection or like, especially with family, mm-hmm. whether you admit it or not, like whether you're open or you wear your heart on your sleeve, like the more we discover and like learn about our past though, is how we can basically correct their mistakes and like break yeah. that chain basically. Um, and yes, I'm going to get on to, into some like examples of like where it like was hard for me. Yeah. Um, because it's important um, because I, another thing that I kept reading was that in addition to how it's such a gift to like you and your family to like know this stuff, it's hard work. Like everything I've read about ancestral healing and all that stuff, like one of the main things was people would say like, it is hard work. Mm-hmm. It's basically not just the research of me, like spending days and days and hours trying to find one fucking name or like just prove it. Mm-hmm. It's like allowing you to like accept it's like therapy it's like an emotional journey that you're going on yeah so like accepting it basically too accepting like 
and like accepting what your ancestors went through and uh, being honest and like open with your own family too. And like some other, I guess, examples that I was finding that correlate with the fact that it's hard work are, like I said, the research that it takes behind it. Like number one, just the basic part of the fact that like, I don't know why, but people spelled last, their last names differently every once in a while um, for like a portion of time, like 10 years, they would spell it with one N kind of thing. Do you think that is like lack of education or like trying to hide or what? Or trying to hide. Or- I know. I was like, is are they trying to like not be found? But, um, and you know what? I feel like I read something about why people do that. And I can't remember what it was, but something for me to write down and, and remember. Cause it was bugging me so bad. Yeah. The last name is spelled in four different ways, which made my research a lot harder. Cause I had to, I, I wanted to know facts so bad that I was like, I'm not going to take this, what I'm finding as a fact, unless I can compare it with the other, the way that the name is spelled wrong, making sure like they're born on the same date or had the same name. You know what I mean? That must've made everything so confusing. For sure. So so that was hard. And then my mom was reluctant at first to give much information. And I couldn't ask because she was very, um, my grandmother cannot know any of this. Um, And then also just in general, the things that you find, um, like, like, um, for example, my cousin told me that her, um, great aunt lived in a polygamous household. So that also makes things a lot harder because, um, there's so many different, um, half siblings that everybody has. Please explain. So I know what what that means, but like, did you find out more? Like, was she like a sister wife or like, was she, did she have multiple husbands? Like what, what is the deal? We don't know. And I tried every Google search possible because like, that's not legal. So I don't think that'd be something unless they got busted. I don't know. But, um, and what generation was this? Do you know, like what year was her, um, great aunt. So it would have been like the 19, I think it was like the 1930s. Yeah. It was the 1940s. Cause yes, it was the 1940s. And did you go into, I forgot to ask you this. Um, did this, did you get into any, um, like location? Like are all of these people West Virginia and Virginia and, um, Maryland. Okay. So like, so all like around us. Yeah. Of. And we would compare addresses because all addresses, they're all found online because of the censuses that are done back, mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. then. And, you know, it just all, there's no denying that there was a relation period just because, yeah. you know, they all kind of moved in like the, the, the addresses and the dates just perfectly lined up. So and did you, did you find out about the polygamy, um, from census and like addresses and multiple people living in one house? Or did you find that out from a diary? Um, no, she, my second cousin told me, but like, do you know how she found out though? You know, I don't. And, and I feel like we're getting lost in the emails back and forth because yeah, I'm sure that's hard. We keep saying like, Oh, literally yesterday. She, or actually three days ago, she emailed me and she goes, I think I found, she was like, I think I found the sperm donor is what she said. (laughs) She was like, it's this person. It's my uncle Ted. I'm like, Oh my God. It's not, it's not him because the dates don't match up. Like he died right before my mom. Oh. was born and like it's funny I feel people- like you need one of those huge like cork boards or whiteboards that they're to. that are in shows when they're like trying to like investigate mm-hmm. something that you can you know draw. And I'm surprised I haven't done it yet because I'm just like so um just 
involved in like, I just keep, I keep thinking that it's easy. I'm going to find it. Oh, this makes, and then I'm like, I don't need to write it down. And then five hours later, seven days in a row, it's like, I, I have nothing. I have to start over. You were Aww. reading your notes to me last weekend <laughs> and it literally. <laughs> oh yeah. I read a few notes, like a few fragments of like words in my notepad. And I'm like, X, Y, Z is half brother. <laughs> or I'll be like, uh, and then I'll be like, um, mammy equals Maxine. So, <laughs> and then someone's like, Vicky equals uh, nothing else. Let's yeah. <laughs> so, um, that's part of the problem. But anyway, so no, it's gotta be. Somewhere. Um, and some things that like that really, um, are really heavy. I guess that you s discover like, and that's why they say some DNA tests will literally have something on them that says like we're not responsible for any um, uh, like mental or like mental um what am I trying to say? Issues that if yeah. you develop That's them from your crazy. findings, like, um, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I can see how things could get super, uh, like emotional and mental not to take away from your story, but just mm -hmm. real quick. I don't know if it was 23 and me or whatever other ones there are. Um, Eli's uncle did it and then found out that he had a child. His uncle is like, in his like late sixties. So his kid is like, I think in his early fifties or something like that. Like when his uncle was really young, he must've had like a one night stand and the lady went on and had the child and then they connected through this and he looks identical to Eli's uncle. Oh, so Eli like, so found I mean, Eli didn't connect with him, but like basically Eli's cousin found his dad, which is Eli's uncle, when he was like 50 something years old, has kids, has grandkids and looks identical to Eli's uncle. So like That's that, so I don't think was, I, it's just like, you find this stuff out that is just mm -hmm. wild. Like, mm -hmm. could you imagine it in your late sixties, finding out that you had a child that you never even knew and you like adopt this whole new family? No. And think about how often that guy probably was like, I don't know my dad. And then now technology is such that like, you can explore that. And then it's also yeah. probably wild to think about the people who like don't want to know. Mm -hmm. And there's that whole thing. And you're kind of like, well, now I have the opportunity to find mm -hmm. out, but like, do I really want to like, yeah, it's, it's so crazy. And I'm pretty positive that like, they just became like friends, family, like, I know they you said they have, like a great relationship, which is awesome. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so also crazy. crazy for people like Vicky's mom, who literally just was like, Oh, I wonder like what my DNA is. And then it's like, mm -hmm oh wait shit like I don't even know my father like yeah. Yeah. so wild but but like you said Renee like you discovered new family members and yeah. that like it doesn't sound like there was any um like anxiety or sadness through through him but like it can trigger it can trigger a huge range of like emotions whether it's happiness or or even like fucking the worst depression you could ever have right and it can be so intense that, like I said, a lot of sites will basically say they're not liable for any of this emotional um, distress that could come from it, which is crazy. crazy. So um, crazy. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So uh, back to, I guess, like some heavy stuff that like you find and, and it kind of weighs on you, but also it's also kind of a learning experience and, and kind of forces you to, to educate yourself and, and, and be better than, than them. Yeah. In a, in a way. Um, but 
one thing that I saw that like, I was like, no, this can't be, <laughs> this cannot be it. But like, I have, you have to like, stop, you have to stop that, like, I guess, blocker, like we're being naive that like it does, it, that it couldn't be your, your ancestors, you know, mm-hmm. but um, like a lot of my distant ancestors, they own slaves. And when I saw that, it's like, not even not having that knowledge, basically, like, I guess in a way, and like probably for a lot of my relatives too, like it's allowed you to grow up detached from like questions of race or the legacy of slavery and to know that it's part of you and you didn't know it. I mean, that is imagine like finding so out? crazy. And it's- I mean, it's sad. It's so sad, but it was so mm-hmm. slavery was so prevalent that I mean, Becca and I are probably right there with you and we don't know, you yeah. know, like I'm sure our like so many ancestors did own slaves and it's, it's like really sad to think about any of it. Like, ugh. so I'm sure that was hard for you to read it in proof, you know? Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people say that too. Like I was just reading like, um, testament, like case studies on DNA tests of people who, um, discovered that and, um, basically just being mortified that they like, even, even though it technically, you didn't know it was a part of you, it is. And like, or it was in a way. Um, and again, being detached from that, like, you don't really think of like it being relevant to you, but like, I mean, look at the ongoing struggles that we have with race today. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it kind of, um, it makes you look at it in a different way. Like yeah. it gives you such a new meaning, but, um, the, the part about that is, I guess, in terms of like how you can be turn that around and be grateful for it is that like we, as in like this generation, like we're given the chance to do things differently and, and break those patterns. I think that's kind of the moral of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that's awesome though, yeah. that like you're doing this work that is emotional and yeah. harder than you ever thought it would be, but you're looking on the positive of it and being like, wait, let me dig deeper into this. Let me see how I'm feeling. Let me understand how my mom felt and my ancestors felt and let me figure out how to make it better for my future. Like, right. Right. And like your, your ancestors would obviously never do that. Not because they were bad people, but because Mm -hmm. they're just raised in a different time where, like you said, it's hush, hush, let's hide everything. And you're kind of like the first generation to be like, you know, I'm going to bring this to the forefront. Like, this is who we are. This is what happen yep. and this is how we move forward and heal from it and use our past to grow and exactly amazing and that is like honestly like the whole more like what people want to get out of ancestral healing like knowing our family's history it it builds resilience it builds mm-hmm. like um in general just showing that you're wanting to educate yourself and learn about our ancestors so that you can overcome um, failures, but also pass that on to then, you know, your kids and and everyone beyond that. So like their stories, like in general, like remind us that not everything in life is going to be easy. Like things like, like bad things and trauma is going to happen. Um, and inequalities exist. And, Mm -hmm. and like for us, like this generation, I feel like we can recover and, um, basically come out on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Resources to do that. And it's accepted to, it's fucking accepted to say I'm depressed, like out loud. Yeah. Like I have a question for you. Have you been 
talking to your siblings about this? And if so, how do they feel about it? Because I know you have openly said multiple times that you don't want your own children. Um, you have Alex, but you don't want your own. So for you to pass this on, it's not really likely, but I know your brothers, um, at least one of your brothers has a child, right? Yeah. So I'm just wondering, like, how are they feeling about it? Are they involved in this at all? No, I think I said about one sentence to them and they responded the next day <laughs> and said, oh, how about that or something? Like, it's just, but- Men. Yeah, men, it's, yeah. It's men, but it's also people who just in general, like, again, come from a place where feelings are, they, again, they're men already, like you said, but also coming from a place where like, you talking about your feelings wasn't something that you spoke to your parents about or anybody for that matter. So mm -hmm. like, I get so mad at them sometimes where I'm like, how don't you care about this? Mm -hmm. Like, and why do I care so much? Like, yeah. and maybe I, di I, I didn't in the past, but like I do now just yeah. in general about, you know, any kind of thing that makes me feel any kind of way. Because you're always growing and doing personal growth. And mm -hmm. like, you're asking the questions that are tough questions to yourself, which is admirable. <laughs> Thanks Becca. Yeah. So um, what do you, what would you say like for people, sorry, maybe you have more to share. Do you? Well, I think, I think just one other thing is, um, the, the part where I was kept seeing about, this is such a gift to you and your family. And I think that part that resonated with me after all of this was done is that it helped me not like, like get rid of any resentment that I had for my mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was just yeah. carrying, like, she was just acting the, like, or carrying on or, or being the way that she knows. Like, that's all she knows, you know? I love that so much just as your friend who has seen your relationship with your mom since we were literally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm getting emotional. Are you getting emotional? Cause I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but like seeing like your relationship with your mom since we literally were like in first grade, like I can it kind of like I I've seen it all and and mm -hmm. again like you said it's not like you were having a bad relationship no, with I didn't mom. have any I didn't not trauma, at all yeah. but not at all um and your mom's a sweetheart but like but daughters she's their moms they, they yeah don't. but like it's it's so I don't know I just love the part of this story that is you being like an adult now and looking into all of this and being like wow like this is you know why it's you were yeah like yeah, it, it, I, I love that like yeah, yeah. I love that part of the and that's like where I come in, in with the whole like I feel like everything happens for a reason and yeah. it feels yeah. like an accident but like you were getting older and like obviously your mom's not of any age to be super old but like you're you're an adult now and like you want that relationship with your mom like time is so precious and it flies by and you're just like where'd the last five years go? And it's just going to keep being that way. So to mm -hmm. deal with it now and have more years of a relationship with your mom is just so awesome. Yeah. yeah. Cause when people bring up the relate, like their relationships, that's why I get mad at you and you guys, when you pick on your mom, <laughs> cause like, <laughs> we mean, we just pick on her. My mom I gets know. mad at her. her too. She's like, you guys pick on me so bad. And we're like, I know. I'm like, you guys shut up. She's the best mom. <laughs> Leave her alone. She is the best. She we just, best. it's, it's easy to pick on her because you know, she does funny things and and she's like, oh, stop it. She takes it well. She she does have thick skin because she we does. do give her shit. But I agree. But and mainly because I feel like like my mom, I feel like she, if she could have like done better, she would. She would have done better. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm really happy that you guys are like deepening your relationship right now. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, that actually, sorry, before we kind of 
come to a close here. Yeah. Um, a part of that, the another kind of defining moment was um, after I, so finally my dad was like, just, just text your mom. I don't want to be the middle person. Yeah. I'm like, fine. So I started a group chat and then um, there were certain things that I found that I would just send to my dad separately. And he'd be like, my mom, he'd be like, mom said you can tell her. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, whatever. So then I was like, I think I'm, op- I'm getting her to open up yeah, because yeah. this is all out in the open now and she mm-hmm. can be, feel free to like express what happened because it's not a secret anymore. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, and like props to you, Vicky, for like giving her that Avenue and outlet to feel like she's okay to express herself. Like that's yeah. amazing. Like it's okay that, so that's, I guess another thing is that she opened, when I say opened up, like again, me and my mom did not speak of emotions, nothing ever. Like she, she was my last phone call. Like just mm-hmm. not, she would never bring up anything that was not just surface level, surface level. Exactly. Yeah. So after I'm expressing, and th- this took weeks for her to, you know, actually share any kind of information. Um, she started saying, well, my dad did have this affair and my mom had an affair too. And then, um, her dad is in her fake dad. I guess stepdad, but, and then she was, then she goes in to say some crazy stuff, like, um, with abuse and all this stuff, like not specifically with her that involved some crazy stuff. Like for her parents, right? Her her parents. Yeah. Okay. At the time. And, um, like some very, very psychological, but also physical abuse involved that I never knew about. And she never would have said any, any of these. And does she remember this stuff or does she just know of it? She remembered it because she she was telling me specific events and it's almost like she was like remembering them. And she, she was all about talking about it because she needed to get it out. She never talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's so well. And you, you mentioned before her siblings and her do not really have a good relationship where she would find like um, them as like someone that she could talk to. Right. Didn't right. you tell me that? Okay. Yeah. They were like kind of separated in a way. Like when it was weird, like when my parents that, or sorry, when my grandparents divorced, like my mom would go with her mom and the other three would go with them. And I'd be like, why, why did it get separated like that? But then it's also possible that my grandma doesn't even know. Like, I don't, there's no yeah. denying, I guess the looks in a way, but like, yeah. she may not know. Um, like a hundred percent no. Yeah. Was your mom the youngest or oldest? She was like the second youngest. Oh, I didn't know if maybe she was like, oh, you're the youngest. So I'll, you'll come with me or something. Yeah. I don't know, but whatever. So, but I, but yeah, I think that's kind of my favorite part about all of it is that it, I didn't even realize it, but all of this like allowed my mom to realize it's okay. It's like, yeah. Talk about that crazy stuff that happened to her. And then also- yeah. I don't know. I just don't really feel like 30 years of resentment built up. Like I feel a little better about it. Yeah. And I feel like I, I don't have that anymore. Yeah. Um, and you've been doing this for what, like a week or two. So just think about like three, no, it's been like gr- three weeks. Yeah. And think about yeah. the growth that'll is still yet to come. Like you've yeah. had a few weeks of it. It's going to just continue to like, no. as you keep looking at things and as you and your mom just keep building that relationship and like, her trusting and being able to open up more and knowing that you were the one who started all of this, you're probably going to be her like go-to, which is going to just completely strengthen you guys' relationship. Like a whole new relationship with your mom. Yeah. So I I think, I think too, like just to kind of wrap it up, like understanding where your ancestors originated and um, 
it allows you to not pass that dysfunctional, those dysfunctional patterns on and, and change behaviors that aren't, don't make you like, are just not, or were accepted back then. So, so oddly to say, but, you know, we can get like relief from that and, and just feel a sense of like, just a, a weight lifted off of you because you're, you know, that it's passed down and, and it is possible to change it. So I think if at the end of all this, if I find nothing, if I don't find the correct name of my grandfather, like, I don't think that I would feel like it's a waste of time or no, feel, you've already gained so much. I know, which is crazy to think about. Cause I feel like every time, like, I think I have a name, I have to start over because then something like debunks the, like that, the, that kind of thought that yeah. I had. So like in general, like if I find nothing at all out of this, like, it's okay. Cause I feel like in a way, like it, he like healed, not healed my mom, but like allowed her to be open and yeah. um, not feel like it was her fault. Yeah. And I'm sure that she's going through her own, not even just with you, but I'm sure she's going through her own little sort of therapy to just like get this out. Like, I'm sure she feels so mm-hmm. much better just getting yeah, this she's holding it in. And I guarantee like she feels some, and this is just me assuming that like yeah. she was like released from pain. I guess, yeah, like, no, I mean, I, I would think I would do it that yeah. way. So yeah. the, the way I see it is that the secret was a gift to her and like an opportunity for like anyone. I just, general. I just literally took the fact that you said gift and thought about the fact that you gave her the gift of oh, 23 yeah. and me. Oh my and God. What a, what a Full circle. <laughs> what so a Becca, gift. when are we going to order our 23? I know we are digging into I'm, our family. Yeah. I'm about to get on. Although it might be super boring and be like everyone that you've ever um, been related to is from Bonneville, Pennsylvania. <laughs> well, Brandon did it. And he was like, well, mom wasn't lying. hundred percent German. Wait, what? Wait, so we're not Italian. <laughs> I don't know that we are. Brandon was like, I yeah. didn't know. No, can you actually, he, he should still have his account. Can you tell him to send, send a screenshot of his? <laughs> sure. Vicky's like, we send it to, to me. We, okay, I'll, I'll get him to send it to us. Yeah. Uh, but Vicky, we'll thank you out. so much for opening up. That was very vulnerable of you. And I love this story. And I feel like other people will too. Um, Absolutely. Thank you, Vicky. Yeah. Thank you. No problems. I'll keep you posted on my findings. Yes, please do. We might have to do a follow-up episode. Um, okay. Wow. Does anybody have a weekly reel? I have something I can share. So, um, I started volunteering, um, which I feel like this is like the first time I've ever actually like volunteered. Um, but there is a coffee shop down the street from my house that I'm obsessed with because they, um, employ, uh, special needs adults, um, or like individuals with differences or whatever. I forget how they word it, but, um, I've been like obsessed with it for probably two years now. Um, and I recently, like a few months ago was like looking online and found out that it's actually a nonprofit, um, that has three little businesses within one is like a farm, which some residents live there. Um, and they roast coffee at the farm. And then there's another one that's a bread company where they get all of the um, greens and like mill it themselves. And it's so fresh. And then they have the coffee shop where they sell the coffee and the breads. Um, so I just really like felt drawn to go. I don't know. I was just like, I, I just love this place. So, and 
for those of you who don't know, I'm a special ed teacher. I know I've mentioned it, but just a little background. So um, yeah, a few weeks ago, I was at the farmer's market and I just went up and I was like, listen, I love your mission. I love your coffee. Do you need any volunteers? And they were like, oh, wow. Um, sure. That'd be awesome. So we connected, whatever. Long story short, I helped out a few weeks ago and I helped out again today. And it's really fun. <laughs> I love that. I feel like the, um, the theme of this week is just freaking do it. Just go for it. For I was real. talking, I was talking to Carla the other day who we had on an episode. I think it was episode number, wait, Six, what episode, episode number six, 16. Um, she was on talking about bo- body positivity and I was chatting with her and we were talking about like, you know, our listenership. And I was just kind of like, yeah, you know, we're, we're still under like the six month mark. We're kind of still getting started. And I was like telling her about what happened to me, which is going to be my weekly reel. So i got to tell you guys this, um, half-baked harvest responded to me, (laughs) (laughs) which is so funny. If you, if you're listening, you're like, who the hell is that? She's this girl. Her name is Tegan. Um, I don't know how to say her last name, Gerard, I think. Um, but she has like, she's a New York times bestselling author. She has a cookbook and her Instagram is beautiful. Renee told me about it. And then our friend Lindsay is also obsessed with her. And since following her, I found out that actually most of my friends are obsessed with her. This girl Mm -hmm. has the most beautiful Instagram and she's the one who we talked about for like most of our, our episode on the, um, Christmas cocktails. Um, and she's the one who, I got the recipe from to make the drink that I keep drinking with the grapefruit juice. It's so good. But anyway, I posted it a lot, like last Friday night, of course I was drinking that drink and I did like a little thing on our story and she responded and was like multiple responses. She was like, Oh, that looks so good. Um, and then she was like, cheers. And I was so exciting. Car- yeah. I was telling <laughs> Carla about this and I was like, or I was talking to Carla about like listenership or whatever. And we were just, I was just like, yeah, you know what? Like I, I just, we asked people like be on the podcast and Carla was kind of just like, yeah, you know what? Like, why not? Like, what's the worst that's going to happen? And I thought it was just so like, kind of just like go for it. Cause like, yeah, big harvest girl was literally responding to me. So shit. I asked her to be on the podcast. She literally did not answer, but <laughs> I don't even care. How long ago was that? This was like two weeks ago. She, she, oh. just, she responded. What happened is I was like, the Oh my twins. God, thank you so much. Like your drinks are so good. And I was like, um, I actually have a pod because I was like, fuck it. Right. I was like, oh, we actually have a podcast and we talk about your drinks all the time. We would love and your food. Like we would love for you to be on it. And then I linked the podcast episode about um, all the drinks and she was really sweet. She was just like, awesome. Thanks so much for sharing. So she like just didn't answer. And then, and then after I went back and looked and she has 2.6 million followers. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God. Like, listen, you'll never know if you don't ask. And that's true. No, is just a not right now. So, and and again, never will. I said this the last time we talked, but, um, and someone at work kind of said this and I feel like it's, I'm kind of implementing it in my personal life is like, this is like the year of rejection, I think it's called or something, but like, don't be afraid of rejection. Like ask 10 people the same question that you're, Mm -hmm. that you want. Yeah. Trying to get like the answer that you want out of it. Someone's going to say yes. Like, just don't be afraid of doing that. Exactly. Don't be afraid to ask. Vicky and I marched into a small business downtown (laughs) today and asked this girl to be on our podcast. She actually said yes. (laughs) So I hope that it happens. Stay tuned. I'm proud of you girls. (laughs) We're all just jumping out of our comfort zone. And so we are. Yes. Thank um, thanks so much again for sharing all of your journey. We're super yeah. 
Vicky, do you have any other weekly reels other than the entire hour you just shared with us? <laughs> right. Has it been an hour? Maybe. I, like I, I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, but I, like I, at the I've just point. been so intrigued by all of this and just looked at the clock and was like, oh. <laughs> oh, my. I feel like um, I wanted to talk about this so much to a point where I feel like it was a little rushed in my findings and feelings about it. Like, because I, it's just like, it, it means a lot to me, like all of this. So I just encourage everyone to learn about their ancestors because you just don't know how important it is until, until you really just kind of educate yourself on the different patterns of your lineage, your lineage, um, and traditions and things like that, because it's just, it just opens up a whole new world. Right. So please go get a DNA test. You might have research. (laughs) You might have kids out there. You never know. Right. Well, thank you so much, Vicki. That was amazing. I also just wanted to say to all the listeners, make sure you tune in next week because we are so freaking excited. We have a very special guest coming on um, a new skincare line that I'm using. It's all about organic plants and just how to um, naturally nourish your skin. I've been using it, got in touch with someone at the company and he's coming on to give us all the details, not just about their products, but about how important it is to take care of your skin and just ways that you can do that. So make sure you listen in. It's going to be so fun and so exciting to hear all of the great information. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be here every Thursday. So be sure to come back and hang with us. If you like this episode, share with a friend or tag us on Instagram so we can personally thank you. Bye. Bye, Bye you guys. <laughs>